for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey everybody, my name is Alex and this is Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Now, I just probably won't be a long one, but um, I wanted to thank everybody who's been listening to the podcast lately. And also, if you haven't listened to the Monster Moose May episode, I encourage you to do that. Um, especially because not next week, but the week after, there'll be kind of a, not, not just next um, sort of day episode, but the week after that one, the following one, I'll probably be talking about um, No Guns Life, season two, which, believe it or not, is for, is related. Um, and if you're like, wait, what, how? Those aren't even in the same ballpark. Definitely go listen to the Monster Musume episode, and you will totally understand why they're they are in totally the same ballpark. But on that note, I wanted to talk today about supporting independent artists. And, um, I've talked about the, uh, the $200 a month, $200 a month issue in the animation industry before, but even more than that, I want to talk about supporting independent artists because Unless you come from a um, family background where art has always been really important or, like, you have a parent who is an artist of some kind, pursuing a career in art is not... Um, is, is not look, it not looked... Pursuing a career in art or pursuing a career in anything creative, like acting, any kind of visual art or performance art isn't usually understand understood as being a worthy thing for people still. And I know that seems odd considering how much art and creativity everybody always consumes. But the, the bottom line is, is that as someone who went to art school, it... Our school is not necessarily a clear path, and there's so much subjectivity to, you know, uh, to art that it's that like the act of grading it is almost is really difficult, and you need really talented artists to be really talented art school professors, and. Oftentimes, you encounter in art school, like, super talented people, but you also encounter people who just, like, they're going to art school, but they're not going to use it. And it takes a lot of drive to use... I read a um, 
statistic a while ago that said 75% of people aren't currently working in a field that requires they use their degree. And in art I'm in in art in the term in terms of like art school and the like, I'm sure that number is even higher. <laughs> because and I met um I recently met a guy named Mike Kasami, um, who has a local art studio and has really big clients like Megan Rapino and like stuff like that and people like that, but he does commissions and he it's like really, de- and he makes a lot of money. He like charges a really decent amount for his work, but it, to be an independent artist, you have to c- constantly, you know, drive to create, and you have to like follow the algorithms and all this stuff, and you have you have to be super marketable and your your brand of your brand of whatever you make has to be super desirable and interesting and like in the moment or have such skill to it that people are forced to to acknowledge it and not everybody's capable of that i i mean i I'm very lucky to have a very good paying um creative job but many people can't they can't they can't many people can't bend their creativity to be useful in a professional way and one of the things that people constantly are like, "Oh yeah, you, you, you're a graphic designer. You're you're a designer. That must be so fun and creative." And that's really neither here nor there. Oftentimes, working as a creative just like means that you're not using a whole lot of talent. You're using the like creative. You're using basically creative skill that doesn't. That does, that doesn't really access much of your talent. I'm um, I'm a fr- I'm a furniture curator, is what my title is, and basically what that means is I pick furniture out for really wealthy clients, <laughs> and I put everything together and as a presentation and as part of the job I work at, we present furniture to clients. And a lot of that isn't like, oh, what's the most creative this or what's the most creative that? A lot of that is, oh, we have this chair that we we were going to suggest to a different person, but it's really perfect for this person. Let's use that chair so I don't spend more time looking for a chair. Um, And when that happens, it's kind of perfect. And that's not to say that, like, there aren't creative thoughts, there aren't what's out there, spend some time what's out there, I'm about to go on a business trip, which I need to see if I need to plan um, for in regard to this show, because I may be 
in another state for the days that certain things need to be recorded and released. So we'll see what... I'll stare at my calendar and see, like, oh, I'm going to be on a plane on this Sunday, so I need to make sure I have a Sunday edition recorded. But one of the things that I started doing during the pandemic was I, you know, finally took a good hard look at Patreon. I had I actually have a Patreon set up for myself, but I never, I never put anything on it because I never feel like I need to. But, um... I started looking at um, people I want to support on Patreon. And one of the, if you're ever like, how do you find people that you want to support on Patreon? One of the best ways to do that and one of the best choices I made just as a person <laughs> that has immensely improved my life is I looked at my Instagram feed and I kind of mass unfollowed a people I really didn't know and like stuff that was felt like it was just for my own professional needs like I've I used to follow tons of like ad agencies and all this stuff and it wasn't really it didn't add much (laughs) to pardon the pun but what did was I started following artists I like you know I started following independent illustrators and you you know and I had done some of this young kids who like draw in their bedrooms and they're really good and what that allowed me to do was find people like like um ultimately like um an artist named Kushav Ilya who I or um Zeronis or I'm going to say, I've never said this out loud, Imogen 02. And all these are, um, Sam Does Art is another one. Sam Does Art is, he has his own YouTube channel, it's a whole thing. But you can go find him on Instagram, he's got tons of followers. But all of these people also have, um... Patreon, Patreon account, Patreons that you can contribute to, and as kind of like, and I, I thought it was important that I do this, I still think it's important that I do this, um, because we ain't out of the pandemic yet, god damn it, um, but I started supporting people on Patreon, you know, I went to, I went and I found some of my favorite artists, and I just, you know, the way I looked at it was I pledge enough to get something back. Because A, I, I don't want to just pledge a dollar because yes, a million people pledging a dollar makes you a million dollars a month. But with with most of the artists that I'm following, they get maybe maybe a thousand a month. Maybe a little maybe a little close to two thousand a month, which is a great living. That's like that that's that's good money most places i i'm i can tell you that's good money most places and what that allows them to do is allows them to just make stuff and i usually pledge i think the highest tier i pledge on anybody is 10 bucks 
And I probably spend about a hundred bucks a month, which for me is perfectly reasonable, um, on um on Patreon pledging. And I'm not trying to say like you should go out and do this. Um uh, you, you, there are other platforms you can use things like um you can use things like Kofi is another platform that's pretty simple. You can um people have their own way for you to donate, all this other stuff. But what pledging to independent artists allows them to do is allows them the space to do things they wouldn't otherwise be able to. So um the artist I mentioned earlier, Kushav Ilya, actually ended up doing the um actually ended up I think doing in its entirety the ending or the very least art directing and illustrating it for the recent anime adaptation of The World Ends With You, which is a huge deal. Um they also end up they also ended up doing a lot of the promotional work for the Ghost in Shell twenty forty five show, especially the film that came out recently. They end up doing the trailer for doing the um doing the cinematic poster for that. And like would would they have gotten that um would they have gotten that opportunity without me specifically? Yeah, sure. They have I I'm not pledging like a thousand dollars a month to people Patreons, Patreons. But would that would they have that same opportunity without a massive support from absolute randos on the internet? Probably not. And um, specifically with um, the Ronis, they um, I believe he. He is a really, like, imp- um, I don't know that I'm giving you the right name there. Um, the Ronis is actually a former video game illustrator. But, um, I think who I'm looking for is, hold on. Um, it, Guiz is spelled G-U-W-E-I-D. The Ronis is a pinup artist I follow that I support also, but Guiz didn't have a Patreon for the longest time. Like, you can go look them up on Instagram. They are insanely talented. But what... But they had, And they had had a Patreon at one point, but they didn't um, what's the best way to put it? It didn't give them any things. They, it didn't do much for them, and the, the way they work didn't conform to Patreon. And they announced one day on um, Instagram, like, hey, I'm thinking of starting a Patreon again. I think I finally, you know, have a way where it would be useful. Not just to you, but to me, because what's important is that this stuff is also useful to the artist. The artist gets enough out of it. And one of the first things they did was they released a process video. And for those of you listening to this who probably don't know, I I spend a couple hours every day drawing. Usually at night or early 
early in the morning, but I spent a couple hours every day drawing. If you go follow me over on Instagram, you'll see a lot of my um, illustration work. I've done it for about, let's say, 20 years um, since I was a kid. But it was, it's a lot of, it's a really interesting for me to see how people work and how, um, how other illustrators work, and, and Gleeze uses his Patreon largely to show his process, which is much more complicated and involved than my process. <laughs> but, giving, but, giving him, like, I think I gave him, like, what, five, not actually, I think I can, I can tell you guys exactly, so I support 24 people currently, and, um, yeah, the highest I give anybody is 10 bucks, um, I believe I give, I give Gleeze five bucks, and, um, Gleeze makes it easy, five bucks gets you everything, everything that he's gonna post at all, which means occasionally, you know, um, Procreate and Photoshop brushes, all the tutorial videos he does, all that kind of stuff. But what that five bucks does is, from enough people, it allows him to make that his profession, even if he never sells a piece, but he has published books before. And because, like I said, it's the opening of this long rambling thing, be being in a create going to school and trying to be in a creative field isn't a guarantee of isn't a guarantee that you'll make a ton of money whereas if you um go get an MBA in business and then you go get your um get with the stock trading um test if you go pass your W one I think it's called and you become a stockbroker you can make a shit ton of money and you will be okay. But one of the things that I heard um, recently, I was uh, off the slate to slate money all the time, um, which I actually have to do this weekend. I have with this week's one. Is they said that once you're in that kind of field for like two, three years, you get locked in because of the amount of money. And it becomes really hard to leave the lifestyle that kind of money can get you and on the on the other hand somebody who's pursuing like a creative passion is probably a lot happier but it's a lot harder to monetize that passion and i've talked before about like the society's attempt to make you monetize your hobbies but it's different when you've are actively pursuing something as a job when, you know, your anime podcast that you release twice, two times a week on on anything you can, you're currently listening to it now on is just a it's like a side thing and like, yeah, it's cool that you made $500 one time, but it's not it's not necessary that you make any money off it. Um or you love drawing and you don't care if you've ever sold a drawing. But for people who they want that to be their profession, 
it's a lot harder, especially when you're doing your own thing. And but the thing that's important is that we all remember, like, we need new blood constantly in, crea- in creative field. And so much of the creative field is set up to get the most out of people before they pay you any kind of significant amount. So, and that's true, and that's certainly true in anime. That's part of the $200 a month issue, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, go with, you can go find that Sunday edition in the feed in whatever you're using to listen to this right now. But by supporting independent artists, you give them the the financial space to be able to do things like, oh, this isn't going to pay a whole lot, but it's going to be a huge amount of exposure, and it's going to be a feather in my cap, like um, Kushav Ilya's ending for um, The World Ends With You, or their poster work for Ghost in the Shell 2045. That may not have paid the best, but it was worth... But it's a huge amount of exposure, and it's a professional thing they could do because on Patreon they make, um, let me see what uh, Kuchav Ilya, um, current take. Because you can tell, and the other thing is you can follow people, and if you go to their overview on their page, they, out of, there are 702 Patreons for them, um, per creation, they make about Seventeen hundred and sixty dollars, which is a lot, um, and they make actually there's seven there's seven hundred and two patrons out of three thousand, which is what they said is their cap. Um, and they make seven they make seven um they make. $1,760 per creation, which means that every time they put something up, the amount of money that they that they bring in for the, each piece is that is it's a $1,760. And that's a big deal, because that means that person can pay their rent, that means that person can grocery shop, that means that person can live a decent life, because now... Could they still maybe have a normal job? Probably. But supporting an independent artist means that... And you can also do things like um, the, anim- the animated dormitory project and stuff like that. But there's a um, kind of universal truth that has been true for a long time. Is that, like, should you should you give a drug addict $100? Probably not. But should you, in general, just give people money without strings attached? Probably. Because, and this is a problem with lots of politicians, lots of politicians don't want to just give people money. But the bottom line is, is if we, as a country, and I live in America, if you're listening to this in another country, since I know I have a 3% listenership in Japan. Hi. Um, but... If we just gave, if more, if more governments just gave people money, it would free up 
these it would make space for people to do more and contribute more to the world instead of working jobs that cause them to yes provide a service but really take more than they're giving but also not give that person who's working that minimum wage job enough to go out and contribute something to the world in a real way because they've got to work to eat. On that note, um, if you like this episode, definitely subscribe and whatever you're using to listen to this right now. New episodes come out every Thursday and Sunday. Sunday episodes are more um, philosophical and metatextual and industry or fandom focused like this. And certain episodes are more like the Monster Musume episode where I talk about a specific show or movie or property or something like that. So until next time, I've been Alex. This has been Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. And we'll see you on Thursday.